This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Facebook, back in the news again, always, every day. It's a Facebook story. But they have uh, lost an awful lot of money, $130 billion in the last week alone. And this is, of course, uh, due in part to a couple of different controversies. Their ad revenue is down and growth has been slow. But now the uh, company, the social media giant, has revealed that it has banned 32 pages and accounts it believes are fake and that were set up to influence the upcoming uh, U.S. midterms. And they don't know who the bad actors are. They did suggest that whoever was setting up these pages to interfere was very sophisticated and went to extreme lengths to hide what they were doing. And it appears that the suspicious ads that were being put into place were paid for using Canadian dollars. Let's bring in Jamie, uh, Jamie, David Shipley. He is our global news radio cybersecurity expert. He joins us with what he sees the reasoning being. What's your reaction, David, about Facebook, you know, they've 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 shut down these pages. Seems to be a bit of a Canadian connection. But what's your take on on what they have done and what they've discovered? Well, Facebook is currently playing cat and mouse against up to 40 different countries now using its platform to spread disinformation, propaganda uh, and cause internal conflict against adversaries, particularly Western democracies. And they've doubled their security staff. Uh, and they can't keep up. Um, and so, you know, it's a real struggle for them. They never imagined and when they designed their platform that it would be abused to this extent <laughs> in this way. And, uh, yeah, it's all hands on deck and part of Facebook's really terrible uh, 12 months. Yeah, I mean, it's all fantastic while the billions are are coming in, but then all of a sudden you realize, oops, we've got a problem because now everyone's jumping on the platform uh, to maximize their own um, their own celebrity or their own purposes, whether it be political or celebrity or whatever. And so they do have a problem. And so th- when they say they've shut down these pages uh, because they believe that these bad actors were going to interfere with the election, is this just the start of it? Or, you know, because I don't know how anyone feels confident in Facebook anymore. Yeah, no, I mean, I think that if they're lucky, they might have scratched the surface of the activities that are going around. And keep in mind that, like, take, for example, the Russian Internet Troll Agency, which is sort of the the inventor of this level of mass manipulation. Um, You know, they planted campaigns that were, were laid years in advance of the U.S., presidential election. And so, you know, they're only catching stuff, um, but the top surface stuff that's that's most readily apparent. Some of the campaigns that they're waiting patiently for probably go undiscovered until much closer to the actual election. And so what happens then? I mean, because Facebook is not just something that the, you know, uh, American politicians take advantage of. I mean, Canadian politicians, it's a huge, huge platform for uh, politics of all sorts. And we've got a municipal election coming. We just came through a provincial election. We've got a federal election coming up. And I'm not sure, um, you know, how they're going to get around all this misinformation, fake news and propaganda. We've got newsrooms across Canada. I used to be a journalist that have been decimated. And so our best defense is an informed citizenry. 
And yet the model, the business model for news has been so transformationally changed and hasn't caught up that we're, we're, we're missing our antibiotic. And so we're facing, you know, the most dangerous infections when it comes to democracy and fake news we've had in our, in our, our civilization's history, in recent history at least. And we've never been so ill-resourced. And so that's a hard conversation. I mean, one, on one hand, we need more journalism. On the other hand, a knee-jerk reaction would be state intervention in sort of yep. areas of freedom of speech. And that's, that's not comfortable either. No, and it's a very, very delicate balance, which I tend to agree with, because um, I don't want the government getting in there and cleaning up what they deem as fake news, and I don't want the platform doing it either, because they have different views, and, and just because their views don't meet someone else's should, does not mean it should go. But what do you make of the Canadian um, angle to this, that that those, I guess, putting ads on would have you know had a Canadian connection? Is, is it happening here as much as it is happening in the United States? Well, from the research that I've read, um, and there's some really great academics associated with the Oxford Internet uh, uh, Institute, and they've been doing a lot of research on propaganda and information warfare. The, the Canadian context is not yet as significant as the American context. And even CSE has noted, while there have been some um, activities, it's not yet to the level we've seen in the States, but there is concern it'll, in, it'll increase. And I know that um, elections officials, those charged with, with maintaining free and fair elections here in Canada, are are currently trying to think through how they can um, deal with this issue, what their mandates are, how they could help. And I know that politicians are very concerned about it in terms of, of how they're going to adjust this reality. I think in Canada, it's most likely to play out at the federal level in 2019. At the provincial level, I would highly suspect foreign intervention in things like the um, Trans Mountain Pipeline right. um, or fracking debates. Um, because those are vested interests of foreign powers, notably Russia. In your in your mind, has Facebook outlived its its purpose? No, I don't think Facebook's outlived its purpose. I think it's going through um, adult level growing pains that come with being a major media platform. And I think while other media, um, newspapers, radio, and um, television grew and had time to adapt and develop regulatory regimes um, to help improve accuracy and fairness. Um, Facebook's going to have to do that in a much more compressed fashion, and uh, it's going to be expensive. So, you know, to our point earlier, the days of just raking in billions in profits without having to reinvest in accuracy and security and um, fairness um, are over. And so it's cost of doing business now. It is, but, you know, there is some, we could do education. I mean, it's not so expensive to educate people on what information they should be looking at. I mean, telling people how to source stuff and look at it and not necessarily take everything they read on social media as gospel or truth. Oh, I, I think you're absolutely right. I think we, we have to look at our education systems, K-12 to and universities, and put much more investment in critical thinking. You're, you're absolutely correct. But we also have to acknowledge that these technologies um, and, the, and the sophistication in which they can filter news mm-hmm. and are designed to trigger um, emotions and take advantage of neuroscience um, on us and manipulation, we also have to realize that you know, there's, a, there's equally sophisticated defensive tools that we, we lack and need to develop. Yeah, no kidding. It's a scary world. But no no, no question. I mean, to lose $130 billion in such a short amount of time, it, clearly the writing on the wall is there for Facebook that they have to do a better job. Absolutely. And I think what's critical is conversations like what we're having right now, where traditional media are talking about these issues and people are listening and thinking about it. And again, encouraging exactly what you said earlier, that critical thinking point. 
Um, and the more that we can teach people, and something that we hammer home in our in our company with our clients is, you can't just trust technology implicitly. Question everything. Yeah. Technology is made by people. People are flawed, and, and technology can be flawed as well. Absolutely. Thanks so much. Appreciate the insight. You're always welcome, Alex. David Shipley joining us. Good old Facebook. I am this close to getting off. Getting off that thing. Twitter, too. On point on Global News Radio.